Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hey everyone, it's Pacific, and welcome back to another episode of SCP Archives. This week, I want to tell you about a podcast that's currently raising funds on Indiegogo, Afflicted. Afflicted is a horror thriller audio drama best described as Lovecraft Country meets True Blood, told in an anthology format like American Horror Story. What I'm about to play next is the trailer for Afflicted, uh, which made me fall in love with the show immediately, and I think you're going to like it. Check it out. From the team behind the award-winning best fiction horror podcast, Nightlight. A new audio drama that brings the southern folklore of True Blood and the cosmic horror of Lovecraft Country to your ears. You don't hear that, do you? Afflicted is a tale of hoodoo, a demonic book bound in human flesh, and natural disasters that are anything but natural. Which grave did you get the dirt from? Which grave? Afflicted, a horror thriller audio drama coming Halloween 2022, but only if we raise enough money to pay everyone a living wage. Support Afflicted at bit.ly slash support afflicted to hear the full series this fall. That was Afflicted. If you're interested in supporting Afflicted, check out our show notes where I've linked the Indiegogo campaign. And now, our show. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Welcome, William Miller. This anomaly currently presents no danger to you. Please ensure the following. 1. You have informed all close family and acquaintances of your love for them and have made any or all amends. 2. Representatives from either HR or legal departments are in possession of a binding and valid will. The named executor must be a member of Foundation staff. 3. You have accepted that further access to this terminal will result in your immediate termination. 4. You are aware and accept that your termination will be excruciating. Warning: The contents of this cell, including this terminal and all personnel in the vicinity, have been permanently isolated and contained. 
Mobile Task Force members have been notified of your location and remain on standby. Please proceed to documentation immediately. Threat Entity rapidly approaching. Item Number Tattletale Object Class Uncontained Special Containment Procedures Only one terminal, located within Site 119, will be given complete access to edit and read the contents of this file. Terminal used to access this file has been air-gapped from any immediate networks to ensure isolation. Once terminal heartbeats, all members of MTF Epsilon 99, no names, are to be stationed at the sole entrance point leading to containment cell. Members are to retain significant popularity among Site-119 staff via weekly surveys and remain expendable at any time. Anomalous entity has been named procedurally to limit likelihood of hunting outside of this terminal chamber. Any attempts to communicate or discern the identity of Tattletail outside of this containment cell are to be immediately responded to with lethal force. Personnel who wish to investigate this phenomenon or possess any interest in Tattletail entities are to be considered permanently terminated. Description Anomalous entity confirmed as a biped humanoid standing over 2 meters in height. Torn head coverings made from white burlap material and a large aluminum zipper across the oral cavity obstructs its physical features. True name of entity remains unknown and is not to be investigated further. Procedural code name has been generated for the sake of documentation and will be erased once this terminal has been powered offline. Current code name confirmed in database as Tattletail. Entity is extremely hostile, known to target those who attempt to investigate or discern its identity. Entity prefers recognizable, popular, and prestigious targets. Attack methods primarily consist of ambushing prey in isolated settings. No known methods of obstructing or restraining Entity from its target currently exist. Attempts to hide or relocate from Entity have been ineffective. By possessing knowledge of Anomaly's existence, you consent to likely termination by Tattletail Entity. Addendum 1 First known occurrence of Tattletail Entity was discovered within the Blood District of Yurtek Nexus. An infamous region of underground networks operating via interconnected tunnels and sewage systems known for its smuggling of Rubido. Following a surge of murders and disappearances, the GOC requested aid from the Foundation to investigate potential anomalous threats. Dispatch of research team was approved for investigation by GOC officials under a joint coalition. Personnel Agent Jamie Green, Lead Researcher Adam Smith Sammy Radcliffe of MTF Capture 99, Dr. Stephen House, and Agent William Miller. Note, body camera footage provided by Agent Miller. Begin log. Agent Miller arrives to the steps of an oversized steel bulkhead door at an underground near tech residence. After disengaging the lock and walking inside, Miller enters a large chamber. Pipage runs throughout the ceiling and walls which extend down into a large hallway with similar bulkhead doors running left and right. Across from Miller stands Dr. Stephen House, who approaches him after stepping over yellow caution tape. Tape begins. And where have you been? I... uh, Sorry. Traffic bogged me down. (sighs) It's on the right, three doors down. Look useful. I'll try. Miller walks past the caution tape and approaches an already open door. 
Entering inside, similar pipage runs throughout the ceiling and walls of a large residential room. On the left lays a bloodstained sofa and a messy table. The right wall is lined with kitchen counters and an island. Rats scamper from the top of the shelves above the sink. The rest of the house is equally upended. Behind the sofa lies a platform of ragged, blood-stained sheets. An unknown body lies sprawled on the platform, with Radcliffe and Green standing nearby and conversing, the latter taking notes on a digital pad. Several other Foundation personnel are also inside the room, taking samples and recording information. Miller approaches Radcliffe. There's nothing? No fingerprints? No ID? I, uh, Agent Miller, reporting in. Don't you know it's rude to interrupt people, Agent? I, yes, ma'am. Sorry. (sighs) You're late, Miller. Try not to make that a habit in the future. Miller does not reply. As I was saying, we got nothing here. Not even a first name. Miller leans in to examine the body. Deep avulsions run across the body's torso. Skin and muscle have been torn off, revealing mangled organs and broken bones. The face displays deep puncture wounds indicative of bite injuries. The entire nose and philtrum are missing, providing a vantage point directly to the back of the victim's throat. Chunks of flesh are adhered to a nearby wall by dried blood. The nose is nowhere to be found. Do you need anything from me? Take a look around. You're here to help with the investigation, right? Yeah. Then investigate. Miller steps away from the body and approaches a small table sitting in front of the stained sofa. He begins rummaging through the miscellaneous piles of papers and documents stacked on the table. Are those... bite marks? So, a serial killer and a cannibal. That's if this thing's even human. Miller holds up a tattered handwritten note. Help. Workers. Is written above the phone number. Miller places the note in his pocket and proceeds into the bathroom. Blood is sprayed across the tiles which remain on the walls. The floor is littered with shattered ceramic. What the... Miller approaches a nearby ceramic fragment and observes it. Blood sticks to the surface as Miller brushes his fingers against it. The blood itself appears pixelated and distorted to the camera, which now begins to drip from the sides of the fragment. However, after another moment, Miller returns the fragment to the ground. After a slight pause, he steps outside of the bathroom and back into the main room. Whoever did this didn't care about the mess they made, that's for sure. I noticed that too. But look at this. All the pictures and family portraits are pristine. Almost like they were wiped clean after the killing. Sounds like it was personal vendetta. That wouldn't surprise me. Miller steps towards the far counters, walking past several personnel. He spends the next several minutes rummaging through the drawers and cabinets, but locates nothing of interest. Jamie, what's that bruise on your neck? Huh? Oh. It's nothing. Looks like a pretty big bruise for it to be nothing. It's not your problem. Oh, so it's like that? (laughs) You know- Sammy, not now, please. (sighs) Fine. Miller. Miller pauses and looks towards Radcliffe, who signals him to approach. You look lost. No, no, I'm just taking in the scenery. This is your first time being solo, right? Miller nods in response. Figures. Have you seen anything so far? Miller retrieves the note he stored and hands it to Radcliffe. I shouldn't have missed this. Good eye, newbie. Radcliffe motions towards Green, who is taking blood samples from the unknown body. Does Zafin ring any bells? 
Not really, but it sounds demonic. I don't like the sound of fresh workers, either. Whoever this was, they definitely hung around some bad company. Wait. Stop. Radcliffe and Miller freeze. Green slowly stands up and steps away from the platform bed. After a moment, the sound of scratching can be heard faintly emanating from the far wall nearby the bed. The other personnel likewise freeze. This place was supposed to be cleared. It was. Green and Radcliffe both retrieve firearms from their holsters, aiming towards the source of the sounds. It's in the walls. It's in the walls. Miller likewise retrieves his weapon, aiming it downward. After a moment, Radcliffe takes aim. A single shot is fired, piercing the wall. Suddenly a pipe erupts as steam obstructs the view of the camera. Green and Miller ready themselves to fire. Momentarily, a group pauses before the steam clears and a small creature scurries past a new hole in the wall. Fucking Christ. I always forget about those rats. End log. Despite attempts to identify the remains of the body discovered, Foundation personnel were unable to discern any relevant data. Likewise, none of the surrounding residents were able to attest to the identity of the residents as occupier or provide any information on them. Until further notice, the body, currently identified as Entity Victim 12, remains within the Site 199 morgue for further study and evaluation. Addendum 2 Investigation into the handwritten note discovered within Addendum 1 was authorized by Physics Division Strike Team 666, Satan's Wrath. While no perpetrators were detained in the subsequent raid, Satan's Wrath members were able to recover eight previously missing persons from an unlisted warehouse within the Blood District, the majority of whom were Fae in origin. Upon discovery, the following public announcement was authorized for the citizens of Yurtek. This is an automated alert from the Physics Division of Yurtek's Crime Department. Date. January 25th, 2025. Affected regions. Undercity. Blood District. Halfway. Lower Light Line and Outer Districts. Known Threat. The aforementioned regions have been placed under preventative watch after increased reports of missing persons and homicides. Possible trafficking of both abnormal and normal residents. Methods unknown. Purpose unknown. Known perpetrators include Blood District Demon Gangs. Numerous. Heightened interest in the following groups. Young adults. Under 20. Developed Fae species. And weaker demons. Class 3 and below. Response. Curfew is to be enacted immediately. Enforcer patrols heightened in the aforementioned regions. Crime units dispatched to known hotspots of crime and trade. Residents of Undercity will be tracked via mobile devices and cybernetics to ensure compliance. Social points, plus 2,000, awarded for those possessing information relating to any missing persons. All residents are to monitor for suspicious behavior. Residents are not to exit their homes without explicit permission from Class II enforcers or above. Criminals suspected and detained for trafficking will be terminated using any and all means available. Failure to comply will result in permanent detainment. You have been warned. Interviews with the recovered trafficking victims were performed by GOC officials and withheld from Foundation involvement, per the Joint Coalition Agreement. However, upon the conclusion of these interviews, Active personnel were notified of the following 
Victims were bought and sold by several unknown parties in Murtex black markets. The exact specifics of when or where these transactions occurred are unknown. One victim overheard a conversation between unknown parties concerning a new supply of trafficked anomalies. Victim overheard mentions of a forest and magic folk, but also mentioned that they were unsure of what was stated. Victims were in transit to be supplied to an unknown gang before being retrieved by GOC personnel. One human member of the group had been transferred prior to retrieve supply of potential workers for large gang and never returned. The status of lone member remains unknown. Further intel involving missing member is inconclusive. However, several victims attest that subject was erratic and highly unstable. With the available testimonies, special interest was raised towards the tall trees of the nameless due to its apparent correlation with the ongoing investigation. An expedition, hosted by Agent Sammy Radcliffe and Agent William Miller, was approved for the wandering region to ascertain further information. Contact was soon established with one from the woods, and the following interview was initiated. Note, due to the nature of the nameless ones, and Protocol 4000-Issue, anomalous names have been altered. Interview Log Interviewers, Agent Radcliffe and Miller. Interviewee description, the tall fellow with the lizard green scales. Begin log. Good evening. Good evening to you. Good evening. Is everything okay? I, yes. I am just surprised at how fake this all seems. Excuse me? Never mind. Let's get this over with. Are you sure? We are free to listen. No! I said let's get this over with. I... I... Yes, I apologize. Recently I've been struck with much grief over the loss of a friend. You must forgive my outburst and and my hesitance from before. I thought uh, you were that monster. Don't fret. We appreciate your willingness to help. And I'm sorry about your friend. Don't be. But please, even the trees are watching us. Let's make haste. We have only a few questions, I assure you. Of course, of course. And who do I have the pleasure of speaking with today? Ah, apologies. I'm... The presence of Radcliffe's hand muffles Miller's next words, preventing him from speaking. (laughs) What was that? Do go on. I implore you. You must excuse him, please. He's still new to these woods and hasn't yet adapted. Speak your tongue. What was it that you wanting to say? Wanting to say. Radcliffe removes her hand from Miller's mouth, but with her silent for roughly ten seconds before there's any movement. Speak! Please forgive me. Miller stands up from his chair and bows. But I cannot disclose that information to you. Miller is glared at. Eye contact continues for several seconds. However, after another moment, the glare fades. I see. My apologies again. My nerves have been on edges of late. Let us move on. What questions do you need answered? Yes, of course. 
I can't help but notice that there's less of your kind wandering around this forest. Is that true? An astute observation. Yes, it seems that we've dwindled. Would you happen to know why? Why? Are you really asking me that question? I have no idea why your boogeymen lurk in the shadows. Maybe it's to capture and chain us, like slaves! I see. I am sorry, truly. Save your pity for when you leave, for both our sakes. Of course. Have you happened to get a glimpse of these boogeymen? Were they anyone you knew? Or someone from your kind, maybe? I was only ever able to recall one. But... But it was not anyone from these woods. I understand. And what were they doing? When I first saw, it was about to greet... Well, I don't know. But maybe one of ours over the hill, just beyond my home. And what happened? They exchanged pleasantries and took their leave back to the other's abode. It was not long, but once that visitor left, something had changed. What had entered as a mortal was not one when it left. The room remains quiet. I could only feel the monster lurking. I decided to take a chance and check. But when I arrived, well, whatever was there before was no more. Dead in that home, mauled and mangled. The taste of blood was everywhere. It was... Excuse me. Take your time. I'm also disturbed to hear this. You disturbed? Imagine how I felt. Seeing that corpse, someone you know, you once cared for, stripped and robbed of a name. A name? You heard me. There was nothing left. A husk. A shell, even. No, oh my... Smell. Radcliffe and Miller remain silent. I'm not sure how that, uh, that thing did it, but it did. It shred and tore that body apart until there was nothing left. <laughs> Why? Why does it linger? That smell of rosemary flowers. Why must it still follow me everywhere I go? And log. Hey everyone, Pacific here with a quick ad break. And a reminder, ad-free episodes are available at our Patreon at patreon.com slash scp underscore p-o-t. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
And now, back to the show. Addendum 3.1. Upon agents Radcliffe and Miller's re-entry into Yurtech, Foundation personnel were alerted of several incidents involving members of the research team. Of significant concern were unverifiable changes to employee databases. A sudden data corruption triggered Foundation systems towards potential anomalous influences. Correlating these changes with the reports like the ones listed below, Foundation personnel were able to discern that these changes were a byproduct of the Telltale Entity's anomalous properties. Archived Police Report Case Number INC 43134 Date January 30th, 2025 Reporting Officer Jace Petch Incident Unknown victim was discovered deceased in the bathroom of their home on 4465 Radbury Lane, three blocks from Golden District Central Markets. Details of event. Call initiated by an individual named Adam at approximately 1900, just before the Green family was about to meet in the kitchen. Adam reported walking into the bathroom to see a corpse in the bathtub, wrapped in shredded shower curtains. Adam alerted other members of the house and was requested to contact the police for assistance. Dispatch was approved for Jace Petch, who was patrolling nearby, followed afterward by ambulances and backup officer Ryan Smith. Actions taken. After initial contact, all residents were evacuated from premises by phone operator. Petch arrived within 15 minutes and located the body as it was reported by the caller Adam. Corpse was unable to be resuscitated or revived by officer. Petch reported that time of death was likely recent. Lacerations and avulsions were detected along facial and torso regions of corpse, indicating significant biting and clawing. Pain medication was discovered nearby the corpse. Officer proceeded to search the location for any signs of intrusion. Nothing of interest was detected by responding officer local ambulance and backup officer would arrive within the next 10 minutes to aid in retrieval and forensic preservation. Follow-up. Adam and the Green family were submitted to local police department for questioning. No members were able to identify the deceased victim. Damage to corpse prevented any forensics officers in identifying fingerprints or significant features. DNA analysis of blood samples likewise inconclusive but did confirm possible overdosing of over-the-counter pain medication prior to death. Family was provided with temporary shelter as further police investigation was later approved. Victim correlates with three other homicides reported within the region. A public announcement alerting civilians to a possible serial killer will be authorized. Addendum 3.2. Attached transcript. Note. The following private conversation was recorded shortly after Agent Radcliffe and Agent Miller were made aware of the significant threat involving themselves and the newly designated Tattletale entity. Begin log. That's another one of our research team missing now. It's like we're being hunted now. Most likely. Well, hang on. Then why didn't it come after us back in that forest dimension? I don't know. Maybe we weren't a priority. That's not very reassuring. They had records of seven of us being on that research team for your tech. Four of those records are expunged now. 
and for new killings. <laughs> what are they going to have us do now? Who's the other person? Stephen. He panicked and retreated to a safe house, near Upper Light Line in that townhouse complex facility. So why aren't we there with him? We all have a foot in the grave already, you know. They want us to go back to 119. Full-time surveillance and protection. And do what? Lock us up for life? Do you really think they'll do any better of a job protecting us? It's orders, William. And they're stupid ones at that. This is not up for debate. To hell with that. William, that's enough. No. Excuse me? I said no. I'm not going to sit around and wait to die. If Steven's out there, then the least I can do is try to find him. This isn't a time for heroics. You're being selfish. And what's your alternative? Leave him to die? Is that the final act you want left behind on your history book? Radcliffe scoffs, but does not respond. I'm not about to leave one of our own to the dogs. Do you really think I'm just going to allow that? I don't really care what the hell you do. But if you're not going to mean it, then stay the hell away. Especially if you're going to be a coward about it. End log. Following the aforementioned events, Agent Miller would later retreat from the current base of operations and towards the Foundation Warehouse near Lightline. Despite explicit orders from Overwatch Command and Agent Sammy Radcliffe, Agent Miller arrives at the location. Addendum 3.3 Recovered Video Note Video footage provided in tandem with surveillance feeds and body camera recordings recovered from Agent William Miller. Begin log. Camera recording begins over the perspective of a large townhouse facility. It is dark outside, with street lights dimly lighting the parking lot that the recording pans from left to right. At approximately 0100, a stray car is seen entering the facility lot, parking close to section 14A. After several seconds, the car lights deactivate, and the cameras record a single person leaving from the driver's side. The lack of light makes discerning the identity of the individual difficult. The person observes their immediate surroundings before quickly running east, towards section 1522. After several moments, the individual is seen grasping at the door of a nearby townhome. After fidgeting with the handle, the person bashes their left shoulder several times into the door, causing it to swing open. The perspective changes to the inside of a large warehouse facility, where the individual now identified as Stephen House is viewable. Panting, House begins weaving back and forth between large sections of stacked shelves sat in the middle of the facility. A faint shadow skims nearby the camera's view. House continues running between section rows and shelves, making his way towards the far end of the facility. Another entity is seen briefly once more, following behind. House makes his way into a nearby janitor's closet. He forcibly shuts the door behind him as he enters. Once shut, House grabs a nearby chair and utilizes it to blockade the door. House additionally grabs the wooden handle of a nearby mop and pushes his back to the far wall. What do I do? What do I do? The door bangs repeatedly. Get away from me! 
The door begins to bulge and dent as more force is applied from the other side. Stay away! The door bursts open. A blur is seen before fragmentation from the door knocks out the nearby camera. Camera feed activates with Miller driving in an unmarked vehicle heading west. A clock in the corner of the camera's view indicates that it is 2022. The majority of the sky is obscured by a light cloud cover, and lights from nearby buildings illuminate the road ahead. After a few minutes, static emanates from the car radio, which Miller promptly deactivates. After several turns, Miller pulls into a vacant parking lot. As he arrives, the headlights of the vehicle power off. Miller circles the premises once before parking. He freezes as the car's engine falters, only stepping onto the pavement after several moments. Miller withdraws his firearm from his side. From the parking lot, he travels north to section 1522 of the facility. He steps onto the grass, quietly walking between two buildings until he arrives near a front door. Miller takes a moment to scan his immediate surroundings. The windows for subsequent units are notably dark, with covers obstructing any viewing inside. Miller approaches the door. He pauses. It is already open. Miller presses his body against the door, pushing it open with his weight. The door opens to a large and expansive warehouse, much larger than the exterior outside. Shelves of miscellaneous equipment and objects are stacked in rows leading from a series of three hallways, all of which lead to the opposite side wall. Stephen, where are you? Miller cautiously steps towards the central hallway, turning left into the first row of shelves. Metal and wooden cargo boxes are haphazardly stocked between shelves in no particular order. Foodstuffs, clipboards, paper stacks, and other items are also present. Miller takes nearly a minute to walk through the first row before stepping onto the next hallway. Are you here? Miller decides to walk through another row of shelves pausing briefly to inspect one of the compartments. After finding nothing of significance, Miller exits the row from where he entered, falling back into the far right hallway. Steve! Something crashes far ahead. Miller begins traveling to the source of the noise. After approaching the end of the hallway, he takes a sharp left and sees another door ajar. Miller enters with his gun pointed. The room itself appears to be a janitor's closet. Water appears to be spilled on the floor. Miller scans his immediate surroundings. After a moment, the camera pauses at the sight of a body. Stephen! Miller runs to Stephen House, falling to his knees. The body itself is damaged. Unknown claw marks are viewable from the top of the upper right shoulder and into the lower left hip. Jagged puncture wounds are visible on the hands and forearms. Exposed bone is viewable from House's left knee, with his foot turned lopsided. Miller extends his hand to feel for a pulse, but is stopped by House's grasp. Hang on, Stephen. <laughs> Let me help you. Williams, run. Something screeches behind Miller. He quickly turns around to see the tattletale entity lunging towards him. Its zipper is unlatched, exposing blood-stained teeth. Miller attempts to roll towards the right, but the creature lands on top. The entity screeches once more. 
Miller attempts to attack with his free hand, but is unsuccessful. As he swings, the tattletale entity lunges at Miller's forearm and bites his exposed flesh. Bone crunches as Miller screams in pain. Miller aims his handgun and fires, which hits the creature's neck. The entity leaps backward and howls. Miller jumps back onto his feet. The tattletale entity darts right towards the sole exit, preventing Miller's escape. Miller fires several more rounds into the entity, but it scales upward toward the ceiling. Miller steps back, but slips in Houses' blood. Miller screams again as he lands on his damaged arm. The tattletale entity bares its teeth before lunging after Miller. Miller shields his face with his free arm. Suddenly, a loud gunshot launches the attacker to the far wall. Miller moves his arm to see Radcliffe standing at the entrance, wielding a shotgun. Sammy! You need to get out, now! Radcliffe steps towards the tattletale entity and fires once more, knocking it back again. Wait, where did Steve go? He just vanished! I need to get him out! Not the time, dumbass! Let's go! Miller nods before escaping back into the warehouse, with Radcliffe following behind. From behind, the tattletale entity screeches. The duo run toward the opposite hallway and turn into row 14. They both crouch and use the shelving as cover. I can't believe you're here. You and me both. In the distance, several objects crash to the floor. The sound of snapping metal can likewise be heard. What do we do? We're open targets if we try to book it. I, I, I don't know. Hold on, let me think. Another sound of snapping metal and falling shelves, this time closer than before. We don't have that much time. All right, fine. Head to the door now. Radcliffe escapes from cover, ducking back into the nearby hallway. Miller attempts to refute, but instead steps back. Over here! Radcliffe unloads several more shotgun shells, but Miller's camera cannot record her target. The attacker screams as Radcliffe fires. Radcliffe turns back towards Miller. Miller! Radcliffe attempts to engage another shell, but her gun jams. Radcliffe struggles to reload her weapon as the tattletale entity screeches once more. Sammy! Run! Radcliffe attempts to reload her gun one more time before looking back toward Miller. You're not supposed to let me die like this. A blur tackles Radcliffe. Miller stumbles before retreating, scampering to his feet. Miller enters into the left hallway and continues retreating, holding his damaged arm close to his chest. As he crosses another row of supplies, Radcliffe screams and gargles before going silent. Miller makes it halfway before turning back, seeing the tattletale entity approach. Discolored blood drips from the entity's mouth and fingers as it runs across the hallway on all four limbs. The entity's figure begins to shake and contort erratically as it approaches, blinking in and out of the camera's view. I'm so sorry, Sammy. Momentarily, the attacker ceases its approach as Miller speaks. Meanwhile, Miller exits from the entry door and is met with a large team of MTF personnel. The Tattletale Entity attempts to resume chase, but is stopped by incoming fire. Miller, here, now. Miller sprints to a nearby vehicle which has its rear passenger door open. Miller jumps inside, closing the door as he enters. 
The vehicle successfully exits the parking lot as the Tattletail entity escapes the warehouse, lunging toward an MTF member and pinning him to the ground, treading his left arm. End log. Agent Miller was soon transferred from URTAC to Site 119. In order to ensure Agent Miller's safety, 24-hour surveillance and protection by MTF Epsilon 99, no names, was approved. Agent Miller currently remains at Site 119 until further notice. Addendum 4. Proposed Update. Iteration 1. I know I don't have much time left, but I can't help but feel bothered by all of this. How I got in this position, or why things happened the way they did. I guess it doesn't feel right to me. Not without knowing the truth, at least. What's even the purpose of this thing? Is it really just some monster with an appetite for flesh? Or names? None of it makes any sense. People, objects, things, they all don't exist in a vacuum. Everything is connected somehow. And this thing can't be any different. I'm sure of that. There are just too many questions. What is it doing here? How did it become a monster, or why does it keep hunting? It just seems so... fake. Artificial, almost. Like it doesn't even exist at all. Look, I know the warnings are there, and that I'm probably wasting my time. After all, the clock is still ticking down. And here I am daydreaming about what some metaphysical monster could be. I can hear the guards still screaming outside. There's pounding on the walls, and sometimes even gunfire. They are supposed to be protecting me, but it sounds like they're having a hard time even protecting themselves. It's blood-curdling how loud their screams can get. It's probably already at the door. I can tell by the breathing. I might be able to get one good guess in before I join the rest outside, if I really want it. But that's fine. Maybe I'll get lucky and this is what they'll leave on my gravestone. At least I won't die without trying, right? Or maybe I just don't want to say anything at all. What a twist that would be, huh? Subject, William Miller. Completion date, February 7th, 2025. Neuralink OS, version 6.77. Subject assessment. Background. Aforementioned agent unknowingly established Neuralink connection to begin initialization testing. Agent has been certified in basic dispatch operations by Academy. Assistance was provided by Senior Agent Sammy Radcliffe, Agent Jamie Green, and Dr. Stephen House in ensuring optimal simulation environment. Performance Agent was successful in containing target anomaly under pressure. After following the lead of Agent Radcliffe, Agent provided optimal performance during engagement both with target entity and forensic investigation. Agent displays adequacy in general intelligence and critical thinking skills. Areas of Improvement Agent unable to prevent simulated termination of Senior Agent Radcliffe, Agent Green, or Dr. House from Target Anomaly. 
Agent did not follow appropriate procedures when engaging with nameless entity. Mother to mother to Agent Miller. Let us be the first to say, congratulations. You've shown great integrity throughout this intensive exercise, more so than many of those who stood before you. While our other candidates laid around and waited for their eventual demise, you instead sought the very opposite. Even despite our warnings, you willingly put yourself in danger to protect both yourself and others around you. Not only that, but you strove headfirst in ascertaining the truth, even if it meant resorting to guesses to find it. While whatever assumptions you might have had are irrelevant now, the very act itself is what matters. That, on its own, is exactly what it means to work for our foundation. So, we must commend you for your diligence, even if your reasons for doing so were only to satisfy your own curiosity. We need agents like you on the field. People who are selfless. Those who would risk their lives just to continue the Foundation's progress toward knowledge and information. Consider this message your official introduction to the Foundation Agency. You will learn many great things throughout your employment, we assure you. But this is not your end, Agent Miller. Your time has only just begun. After all, we expect many more great things from you. This exercise was merely a test. A way to check the skills you learned from the Academy. But we are still very far from being finished with you. In kind regards, Senior Agent Sammy Radcliffe, Head of Simulacrum. 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 Sisim. Simulacrum. Um, um, um. Simulacrum. This week's episode featured the name of one of our patrons, Jace Peck. If you're interested in being a character or being killed on our show, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. Also joining us this week, we had a bunch of new patrons, like Danny Girl, Chuck, Phil, Twinkle Cherry, Elliot Irvine, Joy Snow, Zachary Woodworth, Bacon3600, Joshua Ray, Gecko, Joshua, a different one from the first one, Jack Roke, Jash Roan, Chinchilla Beans, and Stefano Valerie. Thanks, guys. Support means the world, and it helps us do what we do. SCP-2744 was written by Jack Dragon X. Our host and narrator was John Grills. Miller was Brandon Nguyen. Radcliffe was Addison Peacock. Green was Nicole Goodnight. Eurotech's spokesperson was Graham Rowett and Nameless Fay was Russ Moore. Our sound designer was Travis McMaster, and our music was done by Matt Roy Berger. Our theme song was done by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons, and I'm your showrunner, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska, and this is a bloody disgusting show. For more information, visit scparchives.com.
save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 